Hey, hey, it's Bright Suns. Welcome. And when I say Bright Suns, I don't mean that literally because I got snow and gray skies, at least where I am, but that's okay. We are brightening up your day no matter what. I'm Andrew Fantasia. Welcome aboard. And I am joined by not one, but two absolutely wonderful special guests. Uh, first, starting on my left, I have Phil Staniforth. Phil, welcome aboard. How are you doing today? Uh, very good. Thank you, Andrew. How, how are you? I am pretty fine and dandy. It's nice to be back. We haven't recorded anything in a while. At least I haven't. So it's nice to yeah. kind of come back and, and do some stuff with some guests, which is always fun. And on my right, uh, which might be your right to audience, depending on what your screen looks like. I don't know. I'm not going to judge your computer. But on my right, I got Charlie Skywalker rocking one hell of a cool TIE fighter background. Charlie, how you doing, buddy? Oh, man, it is a fantastic day here in Roswell, New Mexico. Ah, beautiful. I've always wanted to visit uh, like the American Southwest and Roswell is like one of my boxes I need to tick. Um, it's uh, it, it's just always fascinated me. Uh, and I'm sure like you guys get, not now, but you guys get a lot of tourism, like people coming in to be like, ooh, I want to see Roswell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we still have a little bit of it. Uh, people in the U.S. still manage to come by in their RVs, but uh, that's what 90% of the traffic is right now is uh, everybody has an RV is in it and is uh, tries to escape to the hills. Do you <laughs> actually live in Roswell? Yes. That? Oh my God. That's like the best yeah. thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not much here. <laughs> well, there's aliens though, isn't there? Well, uh, so they say, uh, there, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on here. Wow. If I was a, a Star Wars director, and I wanted to use like a desert planet that didn't look like Tatooine, I would go to Roswell just to, you know, film something Star Warsy in Roswell. That just fits. So yeah. if, if I ever get a directing gig, Charlie, you can look forward to seeing camera crews set up there and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a role as, as some kind of character, whatever, whatever you're feeling. I'll throw just you Just have there. me stand in the background is, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing though, that is amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, welcome aboard, gentlemen. Welcome to Bright Suns. Thanks for coming on here today. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things, probably Star Wars related. I don't know. I really wanted to make this a Moulin Rouge centric podcast, but James and Brock told me no. But, you know, they're not here right now, so we can do whatever we want. Uh, but let's start with the the obvious one, The Mandalorian. It's this little show that's on some streaming service whose name I can't remember, but it's a thing and apparently people watch it. Um, so we're on our second season of Mandalorian and just like a brief sort of overview, like what's going through your head right now? We're, we're almost, no, we're not almost, we are halfway through season two already. What are your feelings on this? Um, Phil, I'll start with you. How, how's this series making you feel so far? Um, I loved the first episode. I thought that was a fantastic comeback. Um, really looking forward to, to obviously seeing all of the episodes, but uh, for me, the first one was great. Second one, I was like, mm, that's okay. Uh, wasn't a massive fan, to be fair, uh, of the second one. But I think, you know, sometimes you have these kind of... And what I have heard that is there are things that are in that episode that will come back later on um, in the series and stuff. But yeah, I am, I am enjoying it. I am really enjoying it at the moment. Um, but I haven't seen episode four or whatever it is, chapter 12, right? Oh, okay. What about... Um, so I've only seen the first three. All right. And the yeah. episode three, or rather chapter or 11, 11 right? I think. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. 
I think so. Yeah, the 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 Bo-Katan one, right? That's eleven. Uh, yeah, I've seen the one 12. with Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So that how did how was that one for you? Um, yeah, is that it? Uh, yeah, eleven, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. I did enjoy it. Like I I wasn't um really that aware of those characters. Um, mm -hmm. having not seen it for a while. Um, but. I kind of, uh, for me, episode one was amazing. Um, episode two, okay. Episode three, not too bad. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not actually as impressed as I was <laughs> with the first season, which I thought was amazing. Um, looking forward to seeing Gina Carano back though for episode four. Is she in that one? Uh, episode? Yeah. Is yeah. she going to be in that? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so looking forward to that. But yeah, yeah. I haven't been that. Honestly, I haven't been super overwhelmed by it if i'm honest um but yeah we'll see we'll yeah see. that's that's yeah, fair yeah. that is we'll fair see. how about you charlie what have you been feeling about this season well i, I i'm the opposite of phil uh yeah. i absolutely love this season uh, i did see episode four so i'll try to uh make sure that i don't reveal any spoilers um I've enjoyed every one of them. Uh, two and four are probably my favorites just because the background information that you get in those that is tying everything together, whether it's tying in into the first season, whether it's tying into uh, the actual movies uh, or uh, other series there's so many callbacks. There's so many shots that are iconic in it. And it's just a wealth of information. Uh, throughout the first four, uh, I'm way excited for what's to come. And uh, yeah, it, it, it these four are better than the first season, in my opinion. Oh, cool. I'm glad you're digging them. They are, there's some... Um a sort of pattern that we've been seeing that a lot of people have been bringing up. And I think uh, I, I do enjoy season two. Uh, I'm not sure yet if I like it any more or less than season one. I still haven't sort of done that math in my brain yet. Um, I think the second episode this season might be my favorite just because I just became 100% enchanted by Frog Lady. I love her. Um, I, I want a frog lady black series. I want a frog lady everything. Just sign me up. She's so cool. Um, the the pattern that you know everybody's kind of been referring to that's been uh, sort of sticking. You know, th they're really sticking to this pattern is the whole idea of like this whole show is just a bunch of video game side quests. Uh, you know, Mando needs help, so he's like, "Hey, can you help me, character?" And the character's like, "Sure, but first, do this unrelated thing for me, please." And the whole episode is just that unrelated side quest. And we've gotten that now four episodes in a row. Um, so what I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with that. I am, I'm digging it, but I am hoping that moving forward, we kind of get out of that rut and kind of start telling one longer story and really make it feel like we're, we're on that same through line because the side quests are fun but they really do feel like detours. And I think that when it came to season one, um, whether or not you enjoyed the egg episode, the Jawa egg thing, which was I think chapter two, 
that was, you know, everybody was agreeing whether or not they enjoyed that episode. They all agreed it was very side questy. It was very tangential. And it was just sort of like, here's an episode about a fun thing. Uh, but then like you, you had to get back on the path of the story. Um, and with that still kind of continuing, what is the future of Mandalorian look like? And not just like season three onward, but the rest of season two, where, where do you feel like it's going? Uh, and where Phil, do you think you would like it to go? Oh, wow. Um, so I, I would like, yeah, I would like a main storyline to be the big focus at the, like, kind of similar to what you said, like at the moment, it does seem like he's got like a, a quest every episode and it's just like a little bit different, but you have the storyline of him traveling with baby Yoda, <laughs> which I am going to call him baby Yoda. Uh, <laughs> Rather than the child, but um, so I'd like to see the I'd like to see that come to sort of fruition, where we find out what the purpose of this journey is, which I'm sure you will get. Um, probably by the end of this series, you'll you'll find out what the purpose um, not not the purpose, but why everybody else is kind of after Baby Yoda, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you know, so I'd like to see that come uh, to fruition a bit more. I guess, um, but I enjoy it. Oh, I think it's a great, great series. Um, I just think maybe, yeah, focus more on the main storyline in the future, like future series. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, what, how many do you think it's going to be? Four, four, four series? I've heard maybe. four and I've heard four. five. Yeah, I don't know yeah, where four they're going to land. Yeah. Either way is yeah. good with me. Yeah, no, it's, it, I think it will go on as long as people are still interested with they They seem to be at the moment, so. Um, yeah, don't know. I'm happy, happy being surprised all the time. And, and, you know, it's great to see, uh, the things that they're doing and stuff. I'm just happy, yeah. happy with how things are at the moment, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I think you yeah. said the keyword there, Phil, you said surprise yeah. and that they are surprised yeah. week yeah. after week. They're surprising us, which yeah. is always good. We can't, yeah. you know, whether or not an episode is for you, um, you know, so the, the fact that we get surprised means they're doing something right. Mm. Uh, and Charlie, where are you feeling as, as far as the trajectory of the show and your, you know, wish fulfillment trajectory of the show? Are they on the same path? I, I believe so. Uh, four answers a lot of the questions and I can't wait to hear Phil's reaction once he sees Phil or uh, number four, uh, just uh, because there's so much information that they give us in that short amount of time that connects a lot of the dots. Uh, and yeah, I don't want to spoil it. So, uh, it's fine, <laughs> but uh, no, it's, uh, it, it, it really connects. It, it kind of shows, uh, at least to me, it shows where it's going. It shows why baby Yoda is so sought after, uh, and his whole idea and the where he fits into the whole series. Um, and it also ties into the sequel trilogy in in a fantastic way. Uh, I, I believe that we're getting to the nitty gritty of the uh, of the series. Um, I, and I have a lot of speculation on, 
what's going to either happen this next episode or at the very end of the season. Uh, uh, right now, I have a very Empire Strikes Back feel about the series and where it is right now. Uh, and they can either continue with that feel and next season have like more of the Return of the Jedi type uh you know more of a redemption arc or they could even fit that into the last four episodes that we'll get this time uh but it it reminds me a lot of and you guys might be a little young to remember this i'm i'm pretty old here uh but uh the tv series kung fu oh david carradine with david carradine yes Mm -hmm. and it it had he they had a set goal in mind for the end of the series and every time that he went to a different place it was a different uh, you know different quest that he had to complete before he could get to that end and i think that's the feel that we're getting now uh they're giving us a lot of backstory he does a quest it kind of evolves his character um i think we're going to see his idea of the mandalorian shaken probably to the ground and then they'll have to rebuild it uh with some of the characters that uh, we've seen so far this season um but yeah it's uh, it, I, I love where they're going with it uh what i think that they're going to do with it. it yeah it's it's the best series i've watched in a very long time i i like that uh i like that sort of point of view on it and i really like the word there to quest Charlie, that that is a great way to put it. Um, it really feels like, especially this season, every episode has felt like um, I'm watching a cinematic reenactment of, you know, a bunch of people were playing a, a Star Wars tabletop role playing game, and I'm and somebody filmed it with actors and a budget, and it's like, hey, you walk into this tavern, and somebody says, go kill this monster, and I'll give you what you seek, and then like, it it really had that feel to it. Um, and that could be a good or a bad thing, uh, because I, I said the same thing about the the Kevin Hearn novel, um, Weapon of a Jedi, not Weapon of a Jedi. Uh, uh, what's the Luke novel um, that canon? I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was the canon novel with Luke, and it was not very well received. Uh, but I felt the same way about that. It was just like Luke kind of going from one thing to another. And he's like, oh, here's another quest for you to do, Luke. But none of it really felt like it mattered. Uh, whereas this has a feeling like it's building towards something. It has a feeling like this is all important. Um, and I think that they're also doing a good job of subconsciously telling us that with, and it's such a simple thing too, but uh, if you guys are following Star Wars on Instagram, um, and I'm sure they're posting at other places too, but after every week after you know people have had time to watch the new episode, what do they do? They put out these gorgeous posters, these character posters yeah. of whatever new character we have met over the course of that episode. And um, the just the idea of like, here's the character poster for this new person you're meeting. It, it really makes it feel like we didn't just meet a character of the week and then that's it and Cobb Vanth is out and we're never gonna see Cobb Vanth again. Uh, it really felt like we are adding these, uh, these characters to the pantheon of Mandalorian uh, lore, and they're they're part of it now. Uh, like I'm I'm putting money down right now. We have not seen the last of Frog Lady. She's coming back, and if she's not, I might cry. Um, <laughs> but the so the side quest thing has been very you know 
predictable and apparent so far, but it has not gotten to the point yet, um, like Light of a Jedi or whatever that book's called, where I'm just like, oh, please just get to some kind of point. It has not gotten to that yet, which is great. Uh, and now we have the back half of the season, which I believe, and I, I would like, this is where my heart is going, uh, to break that cycle. And now it's going to become a lot more serialized, a lot less quest of the week. Um, and we're going to dive into a much bigger story. And considering we have Dave Filoni in the director's chair next week, we can expect something big. Uh, now, have either of you guys heard the apparently rumored title of the next chapter? And if not, yes. would you like me to keep it a secret or would you like no, to? No, you can go. Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. <laughs> so apparently, uh, and it's, there's a few sources on this, and I was looking into it, and apparently one of the sources was kind of legit because they said they, you know, they leaked uh, this latest episode, the Cara Dune and Grief Karga episode, they leaked that title and it ended up being correct. So apparently the title of Dave Filoni's upcoming episode is really simply The Jedi. Mm. And if that is indeed what we're getting, that tells us a lot without telling us much at all. And that really starts to, it feels like it's going to kickstart not just the end game of season two but the overall plot of the mandalorian however giant or small that story ends up being so in regards to what is coming next you know we've got we've gotten okatan we've gotten cod vamp um and now we are probably going to see a certain lovely orange skinned yeah. woman in our very near future yeah. uh what does ahsoka mean to you guys on this show what are you looking for in ahsoka tano on mandalorian phil what what, what is that gonna is, is this gonna be uh, a good me, like, i'm i'm just looking forward to seeing a jedi if i'm <laughs> honest if because it is gonna obviously, obviously it's gonna be a you know ahsoka but um yeah just looking forward to seeing a jedi or the jedi back really that's that's the main thing for me is i want to see some lightsabers really mm. I know a lot of people, you know, want to deviate from from the traditional um, Star Wars route, but I, I love Jedi, you know, like the Jedi is amazing. Um, that's why I got into Star Wars and Jedi and, and, and Sith battling against each other. And that's, um, for me, that's kind of like the root, root of Star Wars. And it'd be great to see. Um, it, it's a bit weird because I, there's not... Um, many because this is after return of the jedi so there's probably what three four jedi like that we know of at the moment that's about, there's not many right yeah. luke and leia and, and ahsoka and i don't know so it'd be interesting to see what what they're going to do with it uh whether ahsoka is going to start i don't know yeah training some people or, or mentoring some people or or even sort of how she's going to appear as well. It'd be interesting to see. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's, yeah. I don't see Ahsoka being like, I don't think she's just sitting, you know, no. in, in a living room somewhere being like, I wonder what's on space TV right now. Like yeah. she, she's got yeah. her own thing going on. Yeah. Um. So whatever, whenever Mando ends up meeting her, he is going to, I think, kind of interrupt her status quo, whatever her status yeah. quo is. 
uh, at the moment. Um, Charlie, what, what's what's Ahsoka going to be like for you on this show? Well, is she a Jedi? Mm -hmm. She left the Jedi Order. Yeah. I, I, as, I know that she's rumored to be in it. I know who they say is uh, supposed to play her. Uh, but is that the one that we're going to get in this episode? Um, uh, that it, was just is the it thought Rosario I had. Dawson? Uh, is that's that is that his yes. rumor, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, she would. She's to me. It would be the ultimate choice. Uh, she is a lot like Mando, uh, with his creed. The way that his is being shaken with the reveal of Bo-Katan uh, and the other sects of Mandalorian, uh, where he's not, you know, now realizes he's not the only one. And we kind of see that a little bit in episode four, uh, a little foreshadowing, I believe. Um, but uh, Ahsoka would, uh, is the same way. She had she had a set belief in the Jedi. Uh, it was turned on her. She left the order, uh, and so she's gone and done her own thing. Uh, the last that we see of her is in what Rebels, I guess now. Yeah. Uh, so when we left off with her, she was in search of another Jedi, Ezra. So I mean, could we possibly see him? Could we, I mean, the, the, it's it, it, lots of possibilities that we have there. Um, I, I'm hoping that, and I'm almost guaranteed that we'll see her at least a little bit, and that's going to kickstart her own show uh, that will be on Disney Plus. Um, and probably a search for Ezra uh, would be my main plot device for that. Uh, but I think that she'll see an appearance. I don't think she'll train him. I think she'll hand him over to another Jedi. Ooh, okay. Because there are a couple that are left. Yeah, and I I think that um, the you know the the team we've got working on this show, Filoni and Favreau, particularly Dave Filoni, is very good at understanding. You know, what do the fans want to see? He he knows how our brains work. He knows what's going to delight us and what's not going to delight us. And I think that even though we're all making the assumption, it's probably Ahsoka. I don't think our assumption is way off base because Filoni knows better than to be like, yeah, let's just create some, some Jedi and the Mandalorian walks into a bar and there's a guy there. He's like, hi, I'm Frank. I'm a Jedi. Like he knows <laughs> that's not what we care about. So I, I think that to, to have Mandalorian run into a Jedi and have it not be Ahsoka Tano would be kind of a mistake right now, uh, especially with all the hype that's been building around it. And Ahsoka... And they have mentioned her, right? They have yeah. mentioned... They've, they've said her name, right? They have, yeah. The yeah. Um, yeah, Bo-Katan yeah. Bo uh, kind of Bo pointed them in yeah, her yeah. direction. Uh, and Ahsoka is so much like Din Djarin because they are both Ronin. They are both, uh, you know, just leaving their 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 creed, um, well, not so much leaving their creed because Mando is not taking that helmet off for nobody know how, 
but they're they're leaving behind, <laughs> you know, this sort of organization and kind of wandering off into the wilderness on their own. Ahsoka is, you know, as soon as she walked away at the end of Clone Wars, she was the definition of a Ronin Jedi. Um, and now Mando is sort of going along that same path, especially after what Bo-Katan told him, you know, after he met her and she's like, oh yeah, you guys are like that, like spooky Scientology version of Mandalorians that my mom told me to stay away from. Uh, that's, so that's going to sort of, that's a seed that's in his head now. And I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this season, um, he decides, you know what, this isn't the way. And mm. he kind of takes his own uh, sort of his own religion into his own hands and being like, no, this is what I believe now, not what I've been indoctrinated to believe. And I think that that is uh, like you mentioned earlier, Charlie, the idea of seeing the Mandalorian shaken, the idea of like kind of stripping him down to the core of what he is and having him build himself up. I think that's the best way to do it because what he is, is that idea of like, never take these off. My, my weapons are my religion. Uh, that whole credo has to kind of be washed out of his system and he has to rebuild himself from the ground up. Um, and I'm really curious to see what that's going to be like. And I think Ahsoka is the perfect person to kind of start him on that mm -hmm. journey. Uh, similar to Luke, um, what Luke was saying to, to Ray in uh, The Last Jedi, he said, you know, the Jedi were this powerful people, you know, but essentially they let the Emperor take over, you know. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not quite the right way to do things you know and the, the fact that he downplays the the books and all that kind of stuff and yoda downplays the books you know have you ever read them so yeah. maybe yeah like he he goes through what like what's the word for that renaissance is it i guess kind of like uh yeah is it yeah like I a reawakening yeah it's it, the 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 dogmatic point of view kind of created yeah. this pride and blinded them and if the same thing happens to these Mando folks, then, you know, we might see that parallel story and it would be, it would be really, really cool to see where that ends up then. Yeah. Uh, so before we stray away from the Mandalorian, one last question, um, Charlie, let me start with you on this here. Plain and simple, what's the deal with Boba Fett? What's going on here? Um... I believe we will see him get his armor back. Uh, I we will, I think, have to wait until his little mini series to see how he escaped the Sarlacc pit. Uh, but I think we will get that. Um, I we will get uh, we'll get more of him. I think he'll be another catalyst to help push Mando away from Children of the Watch back to more of a Bo-Katan style. Uh, that, that, I think that's where we're going to see it. And uh, that will be probably at the very end of the episode, uh, end of the season, uh, at least in my mind anyway. The big climactic battle uh, I think we'll see. And we'll get uh, we'll get some Boba Fett in there, uh, parting some words of wisdom to Din Djarin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is. I'm more excited to see him fight Boba Fett than I am to see him fight Moff Gideon, just because uh, it's the idea of these two guys in in the two. Like, I love 
duels where visually they look the same. That's why I I, I always love seeing Spider-Man fight Venom because they mm. kind of look the same, but one is 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 just sort of like a bastardization of the other. And to see the same thing happen with Din Djarin and Boba Fett, yes, please. Uh, Phil, where 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 is Boba Fett going? What's what's his deal here? Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a spanner in the works. Um, I reckon that's it. Wow, done. done. Yeah, I think. Uh, Interesting. I would I wouldn't be that annoyed. I think that's he, he, you know he had that moment, and now mm-hmm. we know. Kind of, we don't know what happened, but we know essentially. And I think it was just put there because every a lot of people have been asking, did he, didn't he get out of the Sarlacc pit? And now that was just kind of like, uh, yeah, he's there. And that and that's it for me. I'm, I, I may very well be wrong. Um, but I wouldn't be that annoyed, really. I, I, I quite like the, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed, really. Um, but maybe that's... Um, unconventional well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it doesn't sound too far out of the Filoni wheelhouse because yeah, even think... though he's good at giving people what they want yeah. he's also got you know this little bit of a streak in him that where he's like just because yeah. it's what you want doesn't necessarily mean it's yeah. what's right and it gave people answers to it gave people the answer they were looking for did he survive the Sarlacc pit right now we know he did Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe is is enough for 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 Filoni. Maybe just thought, yeah, I'll answer that question, and then and then we'll he'll disappear, walk off into the sunset. But I could be completely wrong. <laughs> he's going to be back. In, I haven't seen episode four yet. I don't know if he's coming back or not. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, see, that's there's there. I don't I don't see any reason for Din Djarin to go back to Tatooine anytime soon. So yeah. I don't think we're getting. You know, he returns and Fett's there waiting for him. Mm-hmm. But the the idea of Boba Fett being a character on the show uh, really intrigues me. And I'm not even one of those people who's like just like obsessed with Boba Fett because I know a lot of people love the guy. Uh, I was just never one of those people who gravitated towards Boba Fett. I was always more of a PP guy. So the the idea of seeing him doesn't come from this place of like, I want to know what happened to my favorite character. It just comes from this place of like, here's this, you know, enigmatic dude who has been around for almost all of star Wars. And here's the chance to sort of give him the spotlight that we always like, like so many people wanted from him that kind of got robbed from him in the same vein as Darth Maul, uh, which Floney did a great job of being like, okay, Darth Maul's not dead. Um, here's a, way of describing how he's not dead that doesn't feel too cheap and we're also going to really beef him up and make him a character with arcs and goals and if if he applies that same storytelling magique to Boba Fett I think we could be in for a real big treat especially if he gets his armor back because seeing seeing that armor walking around just would would put a smile on my face I I have some speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I believe we won't see Boba Fett in his armor. I don't think we will see Boba Fett fight Din Djarin. I believe, at least according to the track record that we've seen, Din will get in a little over his head, 
he'll need to be his armor will be in pieces it needs to be fixed boba saves him explains who he is that that was his armor and din Djarin will have to use that armor to fix his therefore becoming the ultimate mandalorian and that will be and boba fett will go off into the sunset with Fortuna. Oh, I hope so. That's yeah. that's a sitcom. That Basically perfect strangers, but it's them. Yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett's like, hey, I told you to leave the apartment to me tonight. I've got a date. Bib is like, in the Jabba Nobada. And then <laughs> cut the credits. Oh, make it happen. Cousin Larry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all great ideas. I mean, we 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 can't I, I don't think we can go wrong. I don't think Boba Fett is in bad hands. Like, I don't think they're going to do anything that we're going to be like, ah, I wish they had just left him in that Sarlacc pit. I don't see a world where <laughs> that could happen. Uh, so I think whatever happens with Boba, be it, you know, this this cool idea uh, that you have, Charlie, about him, like coming into the thing and saving him and, and sort of ending his arc like that, or Phil, your whole idea of just him being like, I'm here, I'm alive, get used to it, bye. Yeah. Either of those is, is really cool in their own right, and I think we'll be satisfied in the long run with whatever Boba gives us. So the really quickly, let's touch on something here. You know, we've talked about this whole uh, Boba Fett might get some kind of uh, spinoff. Uh, there's talk of Cara Dune maybe getting some kind of spinoff, especially after what we saw in, in uh, this latest chapter. Uh, there are, are um, you know, whispers of, you know, if Ahsoka is here, it's to set up her own show. All these talks and whatnot. Uh, but what I want to focus on is our, our two concrete friends, uh, Mr. Cassian David Andor and Obi-Wan Jeffrey Kenobi, who we know for a fact are coming to Disney+. Plus. They're taking their sweet-ass time, but yeah. they are giving them to us on Disney+. Plus. Um, Phil, what, what do you want to see and what do you not want to see in these shows? Um, so for Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, very, very happy to see anything with Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. I think he's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult with that because he's obviously got the, his baseline story will be protecting Luke, I'm guessing, um, or looking, watching over Luke. And he's, it might be similar to the Mandalorian where he's going to have like a little adventures and stuff. Um, but It'd be interesting to see what happens with that, whether he actually ever leaves Tatooine or not. Um, Cassian Andor, you can do anything with him. I think it's going to be more of a um, spy kind of vibe to it than because whereas Obi Wan's going to be more of a he's the Jedi, right? So he can um, have his little adventures and stuff. Um, but I, I think it's going to be more of a spy thriller style for um cassian andor which would be quite cool you know mm. not james bond but like that you know similar maybe more um yeah maybe a bit more covert operations and stuff i'd like to see that with that um mon mothma maybe would be good oh yeah yeah you can never um, have too much mon mothma as far as mon mothma yeah possibly and um 
Is it? Do you know? Did they know when that's going to be set yet? Obviously, it's going to be pre <laughs> Rogue One. Spoiler alert for the end of that movie. But yeah, is it going to I, be like a long time before? Or, or? I, I heard a few things that sort of conflicted one another. Um, the the big thing the that kind actor. of yeah, same actor, so it okay, can't be okay, too yeah, long. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. And one of the big things I heard that kind of narrowed it down for me was apparently K2SO is in it. Um, mm. And there's that there we got that comic that showed how he met K2SO, which also wasn't very long before Rogue One. Okay. Uh, I think it might have been like a year before Rogue One or something like that. So it's a very narrow time frame we've got going on there. Um, which tells me it, it'll probably be a shorter series too, like mm, yeah, Obi-Wan one. Sure. Um, but the the actual sort of time frame, the story, everything is there's nothing spelled out for us yet. Mm. Okay, yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's what it's going to be like. I think it's going to be more of a spy thriller kind of style for that one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Obi-Wan, no idea what they're going to do with that. No idea. But uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what, because he's got his general purpose is to take care of Luke, right? And watch over Luke. So it'd be interesting to see if that's in there. Uh, I don't know how I'd feel about seeing a young Luke played by, uh, you know, maybe. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But um, I guess if you've got the right actor, it could be good. Yeah. So you have to be very young, like a child luke i'm not sure how i'd feel about that because mm. luke skywalker is he is star wars <laughs> isn't he really so like i don't know kind of like oh i'd be like oh i'm not sure i'm not quite sure but um yeah possibly young luke would be a tricky hurdle yeah, to get us over so. um and from what i've read this looks like it's going to be set eight years after revenge of the sith so he is a younger luke than young anakin was yeah that is a little kid and yeah. i i think that it better be safe than sorry better stay away from that you know just kind of mm. if luke shows up just make it like a background thing or like yeah. like you don't even see him or like baru's like ah where did that luke get to now yeah. uh, I, I don't know why baru is southern in my head for some yeah. reason <laughs> <laughs> um so charlie uh what are you feeling what are these shows going to be Oh man, uh, I'll start with Kenobi. Um, as long I I believe we'll get um, Qui Gon in there, uh, nice. at least as a voice or possible Force ghost, because um, <clears throat> uh, Obi Wan has to learn it from somewhere, and that's mm -hmm. where he learns it from. Is uh, you know at the end of Revenge of the Sith. When they go into exile, uh, you know, his uh, Yoda tells him, you know, hey, you know, someone has more to teach you. And he's like, Qui-Gon? And, you know, so we know that uh, that happens <clears throat> after that. Uh, I would love to see the, en the end game between Obi-Wan and Maul on Tatooine, because that's where it's rumored to happen. Uh, Maul tracks uh, Obi-Wan down uh, on Tatooine. I think that we'll also see a young Luke in there as well. Will not be a prominent figure. I think it'd be more, like you said, a background character, um, you know, that we'll just catch glimpses of. Um, 
And I, but I would love to see that end battle between Maul and Kenobi. Um, I, I just like, I, I think it's going to be amazing. So, um, like a, a reproduction of the um, what was it? Clone Wars was it? Was it Clone? No, uh, Rebel. Uh, Rebel. Sorry, yeah. Like a re re reproduction of that fight. You mean? Um, yeah, uh, I guess because uh, he, you know, Maul was supposed to have survived that, uh, and if George Lucas had his way, Maul would have been the star of the uh, sequel trilogy. Uh, so, you know, there's, you know, uh, he, he always finds a way to survive, uh, whether it's mechanical legs or uh, whichever. Um, but I, I would love to see that again. Uh, I think Ray Park would uh, is itching to. Uh, to play the character again live. Uh, so that would be amazing to see. Um, and as far as Cassie and Andor, I, I agree with Phil. I think it's going to be more of a spy-type thriller. Uh, lots of uh, action and suspense. Um, I think that we'll get Mon Mata in there. I think we'll get uh, probably some Saw Gerrera, uh in there a little bit. Um, there, you there's you just see your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there, we have a lot of possibilities, and I'm glad that they're going back to that uh, Rogue One. Well, uh, it's such a fantastic period of uh, of history for Star Wars. Yeah, it it really is. Um, speaking of Sagarera, side Akbar, I just watched the movie Bloodsport for the first time, and a very young Forrest Whitaker is in it. It's it's well, Van Damme. Yeah, Van Damme yeah, yeah, the Van Damme well, one. It's a great, great movie. That it, you it's, just now watch that. I just saw it for the first time. I've been on this yeah, kick of watching movies good. I haven't seen yet. Uh, a big chunk of it is set in Kowloon Walled City, which doesn't exist anymore. But I am obsessed with Kowloon Walled City, so it was cool to see that as well. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to see a, a very young Sagarera, please drop what you're doing and watch Bloodsport right now. Um, the these shows are they're so intriguing to me because of what they sort of represent the Cassian show is a show that I don't think I ever personally would have asked for but because it's rebellion like empire era um, focused and it's a spy for the rebellion going around doing god knows what I feel like it has such a wider set of potential than the Obi-Wan show uh, like the same thing with Mandalorian. When when John Favreau said our show is going to be called The Mandalorian, I was like, I remember my reaction was, I, I'm not really a huge Mandalorian fan. So I was like, cool, but this is not a show I would have asked for. And then once I saw the show, I'm like, oh, you know, like they have like almost carte blanche, like they can go anywhere and do anything because of how off the beaten path this is. So I feel like Cassian is going to be the same way. Uh, I think you're both right. Spy stuff. Please, uh, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm a huge James Bond fan. I would be totally fine if these were just James Bond movies with Cassian. Like even, even have like throw Shirley Bassey in there and give us a, a theme song every episode. Get a, yeah, get a Gante bite. <laughs> Who's going to stop the empire? I would, oh, I'd be all, all for that. Uh, get some like Twi'lek silhouettes of like naked Twi'leks with guns. Um, the the I think the potential of the Cassian show is so wide. Uh, they could literally send him anywhere. And to your point, Charlie, about Maul, 
he, you know, during, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what year he died. I think it was, yeah, I think unfortunately it's before Rogue One happened. So he might already be dead at this point, but depending how far back we go, I mean, he is a criminal. Uh, he, he is a, a Blofeld type criminal. Uh, and if, if Cassian is going to be a Bond type spy, mm. uh, he might uh, crack down on some of Crimson Dawn. Um, so cat. Yeah, yeah. Get him, get him a little scar too. So I, I think that you know, even if even if there is no no Maul present here, I think that Crimson Dawn and maybe even Kira mm. uh, could be a big uh, a big sort of thing to wedge into this show and be like, eh, connections. Uh, the the Kenobi thing is a whole other animal because we know that a it's a mini series, mm. and b it's a much narrower field of vision. Like where where can we take Obi Wan without contradicting stuff? And there's not a lot of wiggle room there. Uh, so for me personally, I just want to see the moment he finds out Anakin is alive and he is the dude in that weird suit that there have been ghost stories about in the galaxy, because that is too important of a moment and we haven't seen it yet. It is too important. It is too emotional, and the fact that we if we go the rest of our lives not seeing that moment, it would be a, you know, it would be a waste. It would be a, a war crime uh, to to take that moment away from Star Wars. That that's that's big. So I want that moment, and I want so I want that to be the kickstart. Like that moment is this this shows Baby Yoda for me. That moment is what makes Kenobi go. I can't just sit here on Tatooine, right? I have to go do something. And whatever it is he goes and does, I'll leave that for, for smarter Jabba. people than me to decide, ooh, baby Jabba. <laughs> Jabba's like, where's baby? Um, the, the, uh, I remember the initial consensus was like, oh yeah, he's, he's chilling on Tatooine and he's fighting Tusken Raiders and fighting Jabba's people and whatever. And I think I've never really liked that idea. And now more than ever, I don't like it just because it's, you know, we have a great show already where a guy walks around the desert and fights alien thugs and pirates and it's working well on Mandalorian. I don't need to see the same thing just with Ewan McGregor swinging a blue lightsaber around. I want to give him something meteor to do. Uh, get it? Meteor? Because we're in space. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I want to I see him do something with a bit more heft to it. And I think that, um trying to get him to whether or not they meet um i would love to see them meet but trying to get him to consider going after anakin or something along those lines would be beautiful and i think it would be genuinely scary uh to see what happens there uh, so uh, how much stock do you put into wikipedia i put stock into it when it comes to like oh what's that planet's name uh, but that's that's uh, that's about it. That's as kind of as far as right. I'll, I'll throw it. Um, I was just because uh, I was curious. I, I looked looked it up just to see what they said about Maul. Maul, they're they're saying that uh, Maul died uh, to BBY on Tatooine after a duel with Obi Wan. Obi Wan, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in in that was that's right. Yeah, in. Um... Rebels, right? And Rebels, yeah, by the yeah, campfire, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, if 
you know, and if this is, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll go, how far they'll go to uh, in the series, but that's something that we could possibly see. Um, and yeah, I, I would love to see it. That same battle of Yavin, uh, you know, is, uh, let's see, Luke would have been 16 at the time uh, that Maul died because he was, what, 18? 19 at He's the 19 yeah so uh yeah I, I think that might push it a little bit more than uh than what they're going to show if it's you know if it's a young luke where he's like eight years after revenge of the sith uh so it's kind of about the halfway point between the two yeah so it's it's a tight squeeze on the timeline but it's possible it's possible yeah. And I mean, Filoni knows that timeline, so all they got to do is ask him. Be like, hey, hey, Dave, uh, in this year, who's alive? And I feel like he would just be like, uh, so. Both shows to look forward to. Both shows to to uh, I think get excited for, but they still feel so far away. Um, at least we have Mandalorian to enjoy and High Republic to enjoy as well. Mm. Um, so our last topic today that I want to go over is something else that's a little far away because we really know nothing yet, but we have two shows on the horizon. I think they're both shows, uh, which is the show that's going to be helmed by JD Dillard. And the other one that's going to be helmed by Leslie Headland. Uh, JD Dillard is the director of slight, which I think you can watch on Netflix. It's about magicians. I haven't watched it yet. I promised James I would, but I haven't. I've been a bad boy. I've been too busy watching Bloodsport. I'm sorry. Um, and then Leslie Headland, who was uh, a writer and director, I believe, for Russian Doll, uh, mm-hmm. who's got her own thing going there. Uh, now, the Dillard one, not a whole lot of info. Uh, the Leslie Headland one, though, uh, she she came out uh, during an interview last week, I think, because uh, the show was first announced in April. And she just said uh, really quickly, she's talking about it. It is confirmed to be a, an untitled uh, Star Wars Disney Plus series. And she said uh, she's serving as the showrunner and writer. Uh, She said it will star a female protagonist. Um, I think she said uh, it's going to include sort of um, like a a martial arts kind of thing to it. Uh, But her quote that I wanted to look into is she says, it's in a pocket of the universe and a pocket of the timeline that we don't know much about. Uh, so that created a whole stirring of things. One thing that James, uh, thought it meant and, uh, that I wanted to run by you guys and see what you think is the idea of parallel universes within star Wars. And is that a place where she might be taking us? Um, what do you think, uh, Charlie, let me start with you. What do you think she's going to give us? What's this pocket of time and space and do you think parallel Star Wars universes are happening? Are they a good idea, bad idea? What's your feeling here? Uh, as far as parallel uh, universes, um, uh, to borrow from another mythos, like a Flashpoint type series, uh, I, I, I don't think I don't think that they would do that just because we already have enough problem with what's canon, what's not canon. Uh, you know, uh, we have all these books and we have the, these characters, but what about these characters? And I think that it's already, uh, you know, it, I think it would cause too much uh, diversion 
in Star Wars to have multiple storylines because or uh, multiple universes because then you know you'll have the people well this is my this is my canon uh, and this storyline no this is my canon and you know never the two shall meet <laughs> and I, I, yes I, I I like the idea uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Lego holiday special mm-hmm. or not but you know something like that that would just I I don't know um, in a live action show it just would be odd. Uh, just hearing you talk about it, because I haven't, uh, you know, I try to stay away from too many of the rumors or uh, bits and pieces. I like to go into things pretty fresh. But with w- what you were saying, it reminded me of possibly a Kira series. Ooh. And she, you know, if we're not going to get Solo 2, you know, uh, with a, a strong female lead with martial arts abilities which we already saw in Solo, in a time, you know, in a pocket of the timeline that we're not that familiar with, I would love to see her in some Crimson Dawn type situation as she takes over, and yeah, that uh, to me that would be amazing to see. So if if I'm if I'm right, Charlie, the path you're taking me on, which is a path I'm loving, is Kira using Terras Kasi. Uh, and then she goes to Kowloon Walled City and fights J.C. Feedy. I am there. There we go. I am there. That sounds amazing. Bloodsport 2, The Bloodening. Starting <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I think that's a great, uh, a great little... Um, you, you put that together really well. I didn't even think of Kira and the connection to martial arts. But yeah, she knows Terrace Kasi, man. She's, she's got it. Um, Phil, where, what's, this, what's this pocket of time... In the in in the canon that Leslie had. Um, well, I, I'd have to say I agree 100% with Charlie on the let's just have one timeline because mm-hmm. uh, multiple universes could get very confusing for for old people like me or <laughs> well, semi-old people, I guess. Um, so I've just looked at the book, the Star Wars High Republic book, and it's called what is it? Light Light of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Front cover, very martial art looking strong female character wielding a lightsaber is on that not sure what her name is um we don't know hardly anything about high republic not really apart from you know that book and so i think that's could be a completely new character um or possibly the the character from the book has it come out yet or not no i think january January 2021 yeah. yeah january 5th so I've just seen the front cover and there is a very martial arts looking strong female character on the cover. So that could be, I reckon High Republic. I think that's good. They're going to push that a little bit as well. I think next year, maybe next year or year after. Um, So I think, yeah, possibly a uh, High Republic series. And that's another great idea, especially like, you know, if those books do well, which I hope they do, I really hope they do. Um, there's going to be people clamoring to see it visually represented. And, Mm. you know, I'm sure the comic will be beautiful. Like all the art we've seen looks like the pastel colors of high Republic looks friggin' gorgeous. So if we get, you know, enough people behind it where they're like, we want to see this in live action. I think absolutely. We're going to, we're going to get there. Um, And uh, if Leslie Hedlund is the one to take us there, you know, all the better for it. Um, I want to name. Her name is 
Avar Chris. Avar Chris. Yeah, yeah. She's the, the blonde Chris. lady who's front and center. Yeah. She is. She looks like she's going to be really cool. Um, yeah. I should reiterate. I'm a little bit drunk, so I read this wrong here. Uh, when uh, when James was telling uh, telling me some topics, alternate timeline is the word he used. I said parallel universes because I'm a dumbo sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but you guys kind of understood where I was going at. Like alternate timelines. Um, I think that you know the idea of of alternate timelines and seeing things from alternate like having things transpire differently than they did in the main timeline i think that that is good for universes that are very small i think it worked great for groundhog day because groundhog day took place in a little town but i think this is such a vast playground that we don't need to stretch it out that way mm -hmm. we've got plenty of toys already uh to play with here um, in terms of what I want to see from these shows, again, J.D. Dillard's show, I know nothing about. Um, once I watch Slight, I'll, I'll figure out, you know, where uh, where he's going to take us. I'm sure it's great. Mm. Uh, the Leslie Headland thing has me really excited, especially, you know, when somebody says they're going to explore a pocket of the Star Wars timeline that we haven't seen yet. To me, you know, because this is going to be a live action show, what I am getting on my knees and praying for is we have 10 juicy years between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Uh, take me back to Coruscant and Naboo and you know some prequel planets. Take me back to that era and let, let's play there again. That's, that's where my heart wants to go. Um, I miss that era so much. And it's been, it's been amazing seeing Imperial Stormtroopers again. And it's been amazing seeing all these wonderful things that we got to see in Rogue One and in The Mandalorian. And I loved it. Um, but the the prequel era was uh, has so far been tap danced around a bit by Mandalorian, tap danced around a bit by the books, uh, ignored completely by J.J. Abrams. So it would be really nice to sort of give it some love again. And I think that that juicy chunk of time is just there's so much we can do there. Like when you look at how much material exists in the three years between A New Hope and Empire, like there is a laughably large amount of material in those three years. And there is like one comic that takes place between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. So Cor we need- something to be great to oh, see that. Do you, the, great to see that. Every time I watch Revenge of the Mandalorian, really. Yeah, exactly. Polar opposite. Shiny and, yeah. It would be just beautiful. And like whenever I watch Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones and I see them, like when they go to the opera house, the establishing shot of that opera house, I'm just like, why have we not played here again? It's so nice. So I, I like think the sorry, I, I, I like the the area where uh, Obi Wan goes to that nightclub to buy the death sticks, or he he gets offered yeah. the death sticks. You know, like yeah. those kind of like underworld kind of nightclub places, mm -hmm. like almost like a Blade Runner. I, mm -hmm. I like a weird Blade Runner sort of city. So it would be quite cool to see. Yeah, there was yeah. some kind underworld thing right what was that what was that underworld thing they were going to do i think was that, that was 1313 the, yeah there was the 1313 uh the game and there there was the the old live action series that lucas wanted to do before he kind of mm. scrapped it and mm. i think that was very underworld based mm. too yeah. uh but there's there's so much juice on coruscant yeah. and on naboo yeah. which we've seen even less than coruscant just just get us in that prequel era and i'll be a happy camper uh but who knows we got shows galore uh, Disney Plus is literally only a year old, and from what they've told us, we are in for a treat. We're in for a lot of shows. Uh, this vaccine cannot come fast enough so they could start filming these shows. 
Um, I've, you know, if we don't get a vaccine by February, I'm just going to start filming the Kenobi show in my bedroom. Just, I, I, <laughs> I can't wait any longer. Uh, so before we wrap up, James is going to join us and we are going to play around with some odds because we are odd fellows. So it only makes sense. Never oh, tell me go. the odds. Hey, everyone. Hey, James. Can everyone Hello. hear me? You can't see me. Can you hear me? No, you're yes. like the force ghost. I am the yes. boys. Boys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Got some odds for you, and these odds are going to blow your mind. All right, uh, Andrew, I will say the odd, and then you can uh relay it to everybody else, and we'll have a, a nice little so that way there's some order kept. All right, how about that? Andrew will go first, and then he'll throw to whoever, whoever he wants to hear next because some of them are really difficult odds, and we'll see how big a Star Wars fan each of you truly are. Oh, um. Man. Based on your I, answer to these, oh, I'm just joking. I love the idea uh, that I don't know the odds because it, it's. I love having that element of surprise. I'm it's a big surprise. It's also um, they're for fun, right? So, um, mm-hmm. never tell me the odds. So, also, I have to also say that I do not uh, think that there will be a alternate dimension or timeline because that would be awful, and I do not want that. I am hoping it just takes place sometime in the galaxy that we've never experienced before and that way they don't have to worry about continuity or canon or any of that stuff that has your hands tied so that being said first odd will ahsoka introduce us to an alternate timeline in star wars (laughs) oh you went right for the jugular i went right for will ahsoka be the one to introduce us to an alternate timeline within star wars you know what if anybody is going to it's going to be her. Like she literally got pulled out of a time hole. Um, she's, she's such a wild card, man. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the odds of the alternate timeline actually being a thing are very low, but the odds of her being the one to introduce it uh, is uh, 58%. Um, Phil, where are you, where are you landing on this? Uh, I'm going to go low. I'm going to go. Two uh, percent. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it, I don't think it'll happen. I think it's too confusing. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't anyway. But there we go. I'm sure it might. Something might happen, but uh, I'm going to go low. Two percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, what do you think, Charlie? I'm actually going to go a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with thirty-three percent. My reasoning is there's that unknown quantity of the world between worlds that Ezra has tapped into a little bit and changed. I don't think it's going to be exactly what we think it is as far as an alternate dimension, but there's a whole lot of unknown space that's there. If they're going to do it, that's probably the way they'll do it, and it'll have to be with Ahsoka. Yeah, I think if you're going to throw it in, Ahsoka is the one that has to do it, but I, I hope not. All right, Charlie, I'll start with you on this one. Never tell me the odds that the Boba Fett series will end. So the series will end with Boba Fett watching the Mandalorian speed away on the speeder bike as he did at the end of episode, he, whatever the first episode of season two was. <laughs> it was chapter nine? Chapter nine. Chapter, chapter nine. nine. Uh, 50%. Uh, it'll either end that way or he'll be mortally wounded and hand over his, uh, armor to Mando to fix his. 
uh, or, uh, you know, uh, something like something along with that line that I was thinking of earlier. Um, I think uh, he'll either watch him and go off peacefully or it'll be a mortal wound uh, and that will be the end of Boba Fett as we know him. Wow, hmm. Phil? Zero uh, percent. He's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to stick with my guns, right? I've yeah. said it already. So fair, fair. Is it, that's it. You saw the last of him. That's it. Never, never to be seen again. He is yeah. Boba finished. Boba, yeah. Um. So is this this Boba Fett show? Is this a thing? Like, I, I don't think. Yeah, they've apparently two people have been cast in it aside from Tamora Morrison. Um, this is all speculation, I believe. But and it's supposedly a prequel show to The Mandalorian. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't make the rules. I just read spoilers online that ruin yeah. TV series for me. Uh, this, I think, you know, with that in mind, um, that very well could end that way now. So let me say that it's, uh, I think that would be even money. I think that's a full Brock 50% uh, because you you could end that way or you could end with something interesting that kind of just, um, you know, we we're familiar with him being up on that cliff now. So you could you could uh, end somewhere else, but we know from where he is that eventually he's going to get to that cliff and be like, "Hey, there's that guy." Um, yeah, wow, this is this boggled my mind. I did not know that this show was uh, was in the works. I hope uh, if it exists, I hope it's a mini series like Obi Wan because I I think that. You know, five seasons of him just bumming around Tatooine is going to get stale. Stale like Jawa bread. Yeah. And our final odd, Phil, I'm going to start it with you. Okay. The final odd. What are the odds that in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, we will have featured one of these villains. One of these villains will be featured in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Either Darth Vader, Darth Maul, or just Maul. Orson Krennic or Fennec Shand? Mm. Um, Darth Vader, possibly. Mm. I'd be surprised if they do Vader. Actually, I would be surprised. Uh, I put the. I would say it's probably a high likelihood that they'll have more in in there at some point. I think probably seventy. Five percent. I'm gonna say. Wow. Um, yeah, I'd say probably Darth Maul would be the one. Very high. And we're coming back yeah. right when this uh, series ends in 2037, and, and we're all gonna have this conversation and look over. Uh, what <laughs> you said, yeah. Charlie. What about you? Uh, I I would agree. Uh, I believe it will be Darth Maul, uh, and I would say 80 percent. Yeah, I um. I think that, you know, that that's a lot of villains there. And I think the odds of one of them showing up is very high. I'm pulling for Vader. I'm going to say like a, like a solid 84% chance we see Mr. Vader. Um, now that I know there's apparently a Boba Fett show, I think that that's where they're going to stick Fennec Shand, uh, especially if he's her contact that she was supposed to meet before that random dude shot her. I think that she's going to be part of that prequel series in that case. Ooh, I like 
that a lot. All right, those are the odds that I had for you guys. Thanks for answering them. Like I said, in 2077, when these things come to air after the pandemic is over, we will overlook them and see what you guys got right. All right. 2077, that's yeah, pretty 20... ambitious. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, hey, I, think, I think we got a vaccine now, guys. Yeah, we yeah. got it. All right, guys, thanks a lot, Andrew. It's back to you. Thank you, James. I liked those odds a lot. Um, and uh, th- I liked this episode a lot. And it uh, it aired, uh, this is airing Thursday. If you're watching this, it's American Thanksgiving. So ha- happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I hope you're all staying safe and cozy and away from viruses. But I hope you're still, you know, enjoying yourself and being with your loved ones and eating good food and just all in all having a great time. And another thing to look out for is the... Um, Unleashed Roundtable, which is going up also today, the day you're watching this, at 12 noon. And if you know anything about Rebel Scum Podcast, you know our roundtables are pretty damn sexy. You know, we that's, that's where we put most of our effort. We wear much more revealing clothing. It's great. Uh, so tune into that. It's at 12 noon, the Unleashed Roundtable. Uh, gentlemen, uh, Charlie, I'll start with you. Anything you want to say before we sign off? Anything you want to plug? Any messages you want to send? Any last words? Um, well, uh, you can always catch uh, me at uh, the Red Five Network uh, at Red Five Network on Twitter. Uh, it's see, my Twitter is uh, Charlie Red Four. Um, uh, yeah, I also have a podcast, Star Wars Through the Ages, and I'm also the co-host of Rogue One Radio with Steve Long. Beautiful. That's a lot of great stuff. And Phil Staniforth. Uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, I guess. Enjoy your yams. <laughs> <laughs> is that a sweet potato, is it? Is it like a sweet yeah, potato? It is, yeah. yeah, I've never, I always hear like, I used to watch Friends quite a lot and they always used to eat yams. And I was like, what's a yam? Never heard of it. But I think <laughs> I found out it's a sweet potato. So enjoy your yams and, um, uh, whatever else you do on Thanksgiving, I don't know. Watch football, I guess. American <laughs> football. <Yeah. laughs> that's, about, that's about it. Happy Thanksgiving, I guess. And uh, yeah, December first, put your Christmas tree up. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I'm not going to have one this year, unfortunately. It's going to be a sad year, but uh, I'll, I'll make do. I'll, I'll cut yeah. something down in the neighborhood. I probably won't get arrested for that. That's. I'll probably be safe doing that. Um, thank you very much, Phil, Charlie, for joining us here on Bright Suns. And thank you, everybody who told your family, hey, kids, hey, husband, hey, wife, shut up. I'm not taking part in Thanksgiving because I'm watching Bright Suns on Rebel Scum Podcast. Thank you for having your priorities in order and spending your Thanksgiving with us today. Uh, so I have been Andrew Fantasia. Uh, these gentlemen have been awesome, as always, and you have been awesome, as always. So we will see you around. Tune in at 12 for the Unleashed Roundtable. Until next time, folks, may the force of others be with you. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.